Okay. Um, this was said Yud based Tamas Tavshin Chavtes, as you can see, which is interesting because that's Shnas Hatzadik, the 90th year of the Friedeke Rebbe. The Rebbe was Magia this Mimer, he edited this Mimer in Tavshin and Aleph, which was Shnas Hatzadik of the Rebbe. Right? And Tfilu Lamesha, which is quoted in our Mimer, but also became. Uh, the Rebbe said another mimer called Tefillah Lamesha two days later, and that mimer was printed in, was also edited in in uh, in Tavshin Nun Aleph, and that became Kutras Yud Aleph Nisan that year. That's Tefillah Lamesha. So the two mimerim said within two days. The first one again, in, in, it's interesting because in the order in which they were said, so it was first this mimer, Zoyis and then the mimer Tefillah Lamesha. In terms of how they're printed in Tavshin Nun Aleph, how they were edited. So first the Rebbe edited Tefillah Lameisha, that was for Yud Aleph Nisan. And then the Rebbe edited Zois Chukas, and that was for Yud Beis Tammuz. So if you're learning Malukat Hay in order, you read, you learn these two Maimarim out of order. Even our parsha in a few weeks, which is uh, interesting. Yedaber Hashem El Meisha El Meisha Zoyis Chukas Torah. This is the Chukah of the Torah. VeYikre Lecha Paraduma. I'll study Paraduma. Right to take the Paraduma, which is a red cow, burn it all up put the ashes in water and sprinkle the water on someone who came in contact with a dead person. And this is the way that a person reaches a state of Tara after they've been in a state of Tumas Mace. So of course today that we can't do this, right? That's what the Shem will be able to do it soon. And the fact that we can't do it means that everybody basically is in a state of Tumas Mace. Upirish Rashi v'yichoi lecha. Rashi says on the, on the v'yichoi lecha they should take to you. Which of course is interesting because who actually brought the paraduma? The Kohanim. Like all Karbonis, right? This is similar to Vata Tetzava, right? V'yichoi lecha, Shem and Zayasach. Why do we bring the Shem to Moshe? Should have brought the Shem to Arab. Same question applies here. We know the answer is going to be very, very different. Li'oilam hi nikras al shimcha. This is always called on your name. In other words, this, this is called Paras Mesha. Pater Sha'asa Mesha B'Midbar. The Pater that Mesha did in the Midbar. Even though, interesting enough, Mesha didn't do it. But Tzarek Lahavim. Now, Rashi says, Li'oyla. Forever. Now, that, that itself is interesting. But Tzarek Lahavim. Only the first Pater in the Midbar Mesha did, and even that, again, we're going to see later that Mesha himself actually didn't do what the Kohanim did it, but that Pater at least Mesha was involved in. In the Midbar, they brought a Paraduma, the Seder, to be Matar, everybody who was Tomei Mace. And they had the ashes, and then, of course, they didn't have to bring the para every time someone was Tomei, they would have the ashes, and they would use the ashes over and over. You know, I mean, they'd have a, a collection of ashes. A Pyro Mayasum makes a lot of ashes. So they use those ashes for, for a number of people over quite a bit of time. So in history, there were how many paradumas? 
Nine. Nine, beautiful. And the tenth one will be brought by, by Mashiach. That's what the Rambam says. In Hilchus Paraduma, the Rambam explains that the, that the, uh, in, in the where the Rambam talks about Hilchus Paraduma, the Rambam talks about the fact that there were nine throughout history. And the tenth, Melech Mashiach will bring. That's also interesting. Because Melech Mashiach is not going to bring it, which will be mentioned later. In a footnote. Why are all of the parts, the not the eight parts that were done afterwards, meaning there was one done by Mesh in the Midbar, eight throughout history, and also the, the, the tenth part that Melech HaMashiach is going to do, as we see the footnote, Rambam, Melchus, Pader, Duma, Sef, Per, Gimel. So Rambam says, and they're all Al Shmei Shomesha. Why are they all Al Shmei Shomesha? Mesha was only involved in the first one, and even the first one he didn't do. to add the Al Pia Yudua. Shashmei Shel Kol the name of everything. that it's called, Meral Inyana V'Techne. The name of something is very, very important relative to the nature of that thing. Right, we certainly know that Adam Arishan, what did he do in Ganeidin? So he, he named the animals. So we talked about this last week, I think. He named the animals. Well, why could he name the animals? Because the name is the toichen, is the content, is the, is the nature of this thing. And he saw in the kelev that it was vitalized by a chaf alamed and a base. And, and he saw in the ari that it was vitalized by an aleph and a resh and a yud. And so he gave it the name, ari, they gave it the name, kelev. Duck-billed platypus. I don't know what what that is in Lashna Kedish, but okay. It's a lot of letters, a lot of energy. Right. So, so the name of something has something to do with the nature of it. So, why is the paraduma called dafka by Mesha? Move on. From that, it's understood the zeshakola paras nikras al shmeisha Mesha. That every part is called relative to the name of Mesha, who This idea, Shaykh Islamesha, it's relevance to Mesha in Yonam Batayna. It's not something secondary. It's very much connected to the to the to the essential nature of what a paraduma is. Not Shaykh to Mesha Rabbeinu. Why? What's the what's the Shaykhus of Mesha, the Paraduma? Val Pizet Sarhlahavin, and based on this we also have to understand Oyas even furthermore Zesha, Paras Nikris al Shay Mesha. Right. We have to understand something else. The actual doing of the parah, the, the physical action, the Kahanim did it. Not Meshach. And even the first part was brought by Elazar because already after the passing of 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 Aaron. It's in Parshas Chukas. Aaron passes away in Parshas Chukas. Aaron and both pa- Miriam both pass away in Parshas Chukas. Parsha Shukas is the Parsha where we skip 37 years. Right? We start in Shana base and we end up in Shana Arbaim. Right? We, we, you end up at the end of the time in the desert. Everything after Chukas is, is, is the 40th year. You get to the 40th year in Chukas, and what happened in the 40th years? So Miriam was Niftara, and, and Aaron passed away, and also the whole, the, 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 the Mitzvah Paradum. So who brought the first paradigm? Elazar? Not Meshach. 
And that idea that it's called Mesha's Pada seems to be Rakshan It was simply done. It was done as a result of his instruction and his command. So then, what, what is the connection of the Paratamesha? That is called Paras Mesha. That all ten are called Paras Mesha. And Mesha only had to do with the first one. And even the first one, Mesha only had to do with the fact that he said you have to make a Pada and then they took care of it. So, how is it so essentially connected to Mesha? We understand the question. Let's see footnote six. All right. The Rebbe says that uh, the, the, even the first part was only brought through the Hara'ot and the Tzivuyim of Meisha, al similar to Parasiris, the tenth Para. Shiyase Melech Mashiach, the Melech Mashiach is going to do. Melech Mashiach is not a Kayan. Melech Mashiach is Meshavit Yehuda. Shaperish Papashtus, Lusha Mashiach Atzmei. Yase, not the Mashiach himself will do it. Why? Has to be done by a Kayan. Obviously, it's going to be done based on his command. So, too, the first part of it is also called Paris Mesha, only because Mesha commanded it. The second, the tenth one, we connected to, we connected very powerfully to Melech Mashiach, but, but that also is only because Melech Mashiach is the one who tells the Kayan that it's time to do the Parah. I'm here. Okay. So that's our basic question. What, why is Paraduma called Paras Mesha? The Inyan who? The Isabel Lakute Tara. In Parshas Chukas, in Lakute Tara. The Tamalze, the reason. Sheba Paraduma Nemar Zeis Chukas Tara. The reason that by Paraduma it says Zeis Chukas Tara, who? Lefisha mitzvah's paraduma klalus Because mitzvah's paraduma is a general reality that's relevant to the whole Torah. And we're going to see when we say the whole Torah, we really mean mitzvahs of the Torah. We'll see that in a couple of lines. All right, so we shouldn't get confused. That it's the, it's the most general mitzvah of all mitzvahs. And the Rebbe's going to explain that on a number of levels, but here we're going to see one of them. Right, the, most, the most basic. It's all going to be variations on the same theme here. Just like the Torah is called Mesha's Torah. Remember the Torah of Mesha, my servant. And that's the, 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 the name of the Torah. It's Torah's Mesha. Right? A Pasuk in Malachi, which is a long time after Mesha. Still called Torah's Mesha. Kain gam paraduma, so to paraduma. Since shehi klolus since it's something very general to the whole Torah, and the whole Torah is called Torah's Mesha, so therefore paraduma is called Nikos al Shmei Mesha. Right? And that's why it's very interesting, if you notice, that it says at the beginning, in the parasha, Zeis chukas It doesn't say Zeis chukas this is the choyk of the Torah. This is the es- ultimate expression of the notion of choyk in the whole Torah. 
Because it doesn't say This is the choik that is the halachas of paradum. It doesn't say that. It By Pesach, it says Pesach. It's also Here Okay. So we see there is somehow basic to the whole Torah. And since the whole Torah is called Teres Mesha, so too Paraduma is called Mesha's Parad, because it's shy to the whole Torah. But we obviously have to understand that on a deeper level. At first glance, one can add to Vashikos that which it says in the Kutei Teres, Mitzvah's Paradumi, Klolos the Rebbe is just going to say here inside what we are already said outside. Right? Because after all, Torah is Torah. And in Torah there are mitzvahs. But there's definitely a distinction between Torah and mitzvahs. Torah is Seichel, it comes Milamayla Lamata. Mitzvahs are Aveda, which are done Milamata Lamayla from below above. We've learned the difference between them in, different, in, in, in a number of different instances. So Torah and mitzvahs are certainly two different things, even though obviously they're both from the Torah, but learning Torah is one thing, doing mitzvahs is another thing. An expression of our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So when we say it's klolos Torah, we mean klolos ha-mitzvahs. Kemuvan miabuyer be-lekutei Torah as is understood from what the Altar Rebbe says in Lekutei Torah, tezeh mitzvahs paraduma, hu klolos that which it's klolos Torah, and therefore it's called chukas Torah, not chukas who that is, ki yasoid kol ha-mitzvahs, then the author starts talking about mitzvahs, not about Torah per se, about mitzvahs in particular. So we're clearly talking about the fact that it's klolis ha-mitzvahs of the Torah. And how is it klolis ha-mitzvahs? How is it somehow expressive of all of the mitzvahs of the Torah? Well, the Rebbe's about to say, because it, because paraduma contains within it two different aspects that are found in mitzvahs, though generally they are found, one of them is found in certain types of mitzvahs and the other is found in other types of mitzvahs. And Paraduma combines them both into one in one mitzvah. And what's that? Ki yasoid kola mitzvahs hu The foundation of all mitzvahs is ritzoi, which means to run towards the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and to return back two different tenuota nefesh, two different aspects of our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch. Ritzoy is the natural desire of the nefesh alukis to leave the body and come close to a Kaddish Baruch. So that ultimately is more expressive of the natural desire of the nefesh alukis. Ritzoy, to transcend physical reality and connect the alukis. Shoiv is more uh, an expression of bittel, in that the Nevesh Alukis realizes that its Ikar Aved is to be down here in Elam Hazar, which really it would rather not be, it would rather be close to a Kodesh Borgo up there, but it comes back down here, that's Shev, return, it returns back to its place down here in order to fulfill the Ratzon of a Kodesh Borgo down here. So that's what the Ebster wants. Not of a view, right, what happened? No, they had Ritzay without Shev, we learned that in Purim. Okay. So how is Paraduma Ritzay Vashayv? So what's Paraduma? 
So Parduma is you burn up the cow, that's Ritzoy. The ash goes all up, just completely destroy it. Then you take the ashes and you put them in the water, and you bring them back down, and they're part of the water, the part of the Nusachim. But the Chazal say that what? Anybody who says Kriyashma without tefillin is someone who brings, it's like someone who brings an Eulah without Nusachim. Right? Someone who says Kriyashma without tefillin is someone who brings a Korban Eulah without Nusachim, the, the libations, whatever a libation is. Right? The water that's poured on the Mizbeach. So what's Kriyashma? Kriyashma is, is Ritzai. Kriyashma is Shem Echad. Completely leave reality. Tefillin is a mitzvah. Mitzvah and Gashmias bringing you back down into Elamaza. Anybody who says Kriyashma, which is Ritzay, without Tefillin, which is Shev, it's like they brought a Korban, which the, the Korban goes all the way up, without the Nusachim, which is the water that goes all the way down. It's the Ritzay without the Shev, leaving the world without coming back into the world and affecting the world. The Korban leaves the world, the, the, the Nusachim are all about affecting the world. Oh, okay. So those two aspects exist in mitzvahs in general, but interestingly enough, relative to mitzvahs Kriyashma and mitzvahs Tfilin, so one was an expression of Ritzoy and the other is an expression of Shev. Paradum is both. And now those are two very, we'll see later in the Mimer, but not so much later. Those are two very contrary to Nuot, the, the, the desire for transcendence and the understanding that I have to be well-rooted in Eilam We'll see what gives the Yid the Kayach to do that, what allows us to actually be successful at that. Right? That's Paraduma. is a prototype of all mitzvahs. Meaning, most mitzvahs are only Oze, Oze, and Paraduma is both. Oh, so for that reason, it's a prototype. Simply. And based on this, the whole Indian of mitzvahs is relevant to Mesha because Mesha is Torah's Mesha, everything's Mesha. The Torah is all the, all the, all the mitzvahs and the mitzvahs that Mesha Rabbeinu commanded us. So certainly, since Torah in general and mitzvahs in particular are so obviously Shaykh to Mesha Rabbeinu, and Paraduma is Klolus Kol HaTorah, is the Klol of the whole Torah, Mitzad the fact, and when we say that we mean the Klolus of all, the mitzvahs of the Torah, Mitzad, the fact that it, it expresses both the union of Ritzoy and the union of Shev, which are the two different Tenuot and Nefesh that are Shaykh to all mitzvahs. So therefore, it's also Shaykh to Meshi, because Meshi is the Torah. Okay. That's the basic idea. Now, of course, we have to explain the basic idea. And that's why our mimer is 10 pages long and not a few paragraphs. Okay, we can explain this. Based on that which it says in Tanya. The reason should The Meshur Abeinu commanded the generation that entered into Eretz Yisrael to say Kriyashma 
twice a day, Lekabel Malchus Shemaim B'Mesiris Nefesh, to accept upon themselves the yoke of heaven B'Mesiris Nefesh, and that's Kriyashma, B'chol Me'odecho, V'ahavtes Hashem Elokecho, B'chol Levavcho, V'chol Navshcho, V'chol Me'odecho, and Me'odecho is the source we say of M'siris Nefesh, with all of your Mo'oid, beyond anything, with your... Even though there are the simple shot in Bechol Nafshecha, Rashi brings us a filu neitelis Nafshecha, even if he takes your life. Right? But the deepest expression is Bechol Meodecho. Af, even though, why is my sure? Now, we're, we're going to have to understand this, and the Rebbe, there's an amazing footnote. Footnote 16 is going to uh, open our minds a little bit to all of this. You'll remember this one, Doc. It's an amazing footnote. That. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us to say Kriyashma in Devarim. It's Parshas Veschanan and Parshas Ekev. That's where Kriyashma is. First Pasuk is in, I mean, there's three parts to Kriyashma. The third part is in Parshas Shlach. Parshas Tzitzis is in Shlach. But the first two parts of Kriyashma are in Devarim, 40th year, Moshe Rabbeinu. So, of course, the question arises, you know, did we say Kriyashma for the first 39 years? Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. So Meshe Rabbeinu told us about Kriyashma in the 40th year, right before we're about to enter into Eretz Yisrael. What's the altar Rebbe explained in Tanya? Very, very famous parak in Tanya, the parak of Messiris Nefesh in Tanya, parak Hafhei. The altar Rebbe explains that the reason Meshe Rabbeinu taught us that was for the Indian of Messiris Nefesh. Not Messiris Nefesh because we're about to go to war and maybe we'll get killed in the war. The Rebbe's going to be Shailil that. He's going to negate that right now. Even though he promised them, etc., that the Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to cause all of the nations in Eretz Yisrael to be afraid of you, and they're going to run away from you, and you're going to win all the wars in a miraculous way. So don't worry about that. That's not the need for Messiris Nefesh. The need for Messiris Nefesh isn't in, in Gashmias, that you're going to go fight wars and it could be dangerous. It's not going to be dangerous because the Kodesh Baruch is going to do all these miracles for you. So that's not what he's saying. Rather, who, which Am Yisrael is about to start doing in a much more serious way once they're in Eretz Yisrael, because so much of the Torah is connected to Eretz Yisrael. Nefesh. The whole notion of, of performance of Torah and Mitzvahs is Shaykh to Mesiris Nefesh. Now, the Rebbe is going to explain this, right? But Mesiris Nefesh, there's two different levels in which you can explain Mesiris Nefesh. There's Mesiris Nefesh where a person is literally willing to give up his life and is giving it, it, is, it, is in the, it, it has to give up his life. There's also Mesiris Nefesh on the more conceptual level, which is Mesiris Arotzer. I'm giving up my own Rotzer. Yeah, I'm alive. No one's trying to kill me, right? And that's—it seems to be—that's what we're talking about here, because no one's trying to kill us, right? It's that we're giving up our own rutzin, which is—and I was going to say it in two lines—an expression of bit. That my life is not about me; it's about the rutzin of Kadosh Baruch Hu. Says, since I have this control center, there's the conscious control center, but there's also the subconscious control center, and that's called my rutzin, right? And that rutzin is is very powerfully interested in my body doing those things that my Ratzon wants done, 
right? Whether it's thinking about something, speaking about something, or doing something, right? But ultimately, mysterious nefesh in the in the in the conceptual context is to give up that rutzen to the rutzen of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So the rutzen that's ultimately powering my thought, speech, and action is not my own specific personal rutzen, but the rutzen of the Ebishtim. And that is the ultimate, that that state of bittel is what's ultimately necessary in order to serve God properly. And ultimately, since it's, we're, we're talking about something that the author is talking about in Tanya, become a Benuni. The avoid of the Benuni is to reach that level. Not mysterious nefesh that a person is in pain. Mysterious nefesh that a person is giving up their rutzen for the rutzen of the Ebishta. Why did Mesha teach this specifically to the generation entering into Israel? Meaning, Shaykh to the generation of Midbar also understand they weren't they weren't they weren't keeping their mitzvahs. Keep a serious nefesh you in a bitl. Now, the Rebbe, if you look at that language, really I, I explained it improperly because if you look at the language, the zeshem meisha dafka tzivazel ledorshe. It's not that meisha tzivazel dafka ledorshe nifnus nolatz. It's not that Mesha specifically told this to the door that's entering it. It's that Mesha specifically is the one who told this. Why did this come from Mesha? And again, we'll see in footnote 16 what the Rebbe means. Right? But why is it that Mesha specifically has to tell this? Devarim is Mesha Ubenu's drasha to the Jewish people. And this is information that they have to get from Mesha himself. Shema Yisrael. Mesiris Nefesh. Why? Meaning what? What's bitl? Giving my will over to the Abishter's will. So I mean, there's obviously all sorts of different expressions of bitl, but that's, that's certainly one of the most basic and, and almost simple. Not to do, but to understand. And since a person is a metzius, I mean, he's very powerfully aware of his own existence, which is hepechinyin abitl, which is the opposite of all notion of bitl. Meaning a person naturally is interested in expressing his own will. Lochen v'chdei she'inyin amasiris nefesh yetzli begilui. In order that this notion of serious nefesh should be by him in a revealed way, and in such a way, that it should be kavua, set, established, constant. In it, well, you can't say constant because that's what's going to come next, but that's the notion of kavua. Right? It's something set and established, beliba in his heart, tamid, always, mamish, day and night, it will not be removed from his memory. From his conscious reality. And that's the Lushan of the Alter Rabbi in Tanya. They need a special empowerment. Someone has to give them the ability to do that. This is the one of the times the Alter Rabbi in Tanya says very, very clearly. I mean, the first time is the second parak in Tanya. The Rabbi talks about the need of a Rebbe. And how Avedis Hashem is dependent on his kashus to the Rebbe, so too in Chafei. 
Vanasinus Kayak Wayadeshah. Who where does the ability come? Where does the Jew get the ability to reach this state of Bittal? Since Mitzad is Teva, the Jews of Metzias, what is it that allows him to somehow transcend that Metzias? His connection to Meshu Rabbeinu. Ki Meshu inyin a Bittal v'nachnuma. Like we saw in the last Mimer, Meshu is a level of Bittal beyond, beyond the Bittal of Avram and, and, and Yitzhak and Yaakov. Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov are Neichi Ofer I'm Afer, I'm Afer, I'm nothing. Meaning what? I have a Metzias, but that Metzias is Bot. But there is a Metzias to offer. Meish is Nachdomah. There's no Metzias. Meish is Kula Elokus. So who can give us the ability to reach a state of Bittal? Dafka Meish. So it's through our connection to Meish that we reach that level of Bittal. And that's why Meish specifically had to teach us this in in uh, in, in in Devarim. Now we'll just read one more line then we'll see the footnote 16 because it's a very, very important footnote to explain all this. And therefore, since Meisha commanded, even though that's a funny word, right? Meisha commanded. To accept upon themselves, twice a day, by virtue of the fact that Meisha connected them to this idea Therefore, they now have the power. They can now always connect to Messias Nefesh. They got that power from Mesha in Parshas Ve'ezchanan and Parshas Ekev in the in the in that month and 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 says six days, seven days between Rosh Chodesh Shvat and Zion Adar when Mesha said all of Sefer Devarim. In that month, Mesha gave the Yidden this incredible power by virtue of their connection to him. Now, footnote 16 is very, very important. Based on what the Alter Rebbe says. Very interesting language of the Alter Rebbe. And the Rebbe, the Rebbe is medayik in the language of the Alter Rebbe. Based on what was just said inside, in other words. Based on what the Rebbe just said in the mind. Yumtak, it's sweetened. Lashen Admar Zorkin Betan Meaning we can come to understand the language of the Alter Rebbe better based on what we just said. The Alter Rebbe uses a very interesting language. This is, this is a quote from the Alter Rebbe. And all these words are going to be important. And it's talking about Kriyashma. Why did Mesha command in Mishnah Torah Kriyashma to the generation that entered Eretz Yisrael? Now, the Alter Rebbe is very, very, very careful with his words in Tanya. So there, are, there seem to be a lot of extra words here. What should it say? And the Rebbe says, at first glance, it should have said as follows. Why were they commanded? The generation that went into Eretz Yisrael, the, com- the commandment of Krishna. What's this whole thing? Why did Meshu Rabbeinu Olavu Sholem B'mishnah Torah command them. Just say, why were they commanded? Why mention Meshe? Why mention Mishnah Torah? Why is that there? Oh, Rabbi says something very, very important. V'manu geya So what's relevant to all of this? Shatsivui Aleph Hayal yidei Meshe Rabbeinum That's one question. Because that's what the author of says, Tafka Meshur Vedum. 
And Beis, Shetzibri Nehmer B'Mishnah Tarn, it's also said in Mishnah Tarn. Again, the way the Rebbe says it could be said, Lama Nitztave B'nei Israel. Why were they commanded the Jewish people? About Kriyashma. But it doesn't say that. It says, why did Meshu Rabbeinu command them in Mishnah Torah? So Meshu is added and Mishnah Torah is added. Why? Just say, why were the Yidin commanded? I mean, we know if it's right before they entered into Eretz Yisrael that it's in Mishnah Torah, because that's what's happening. We also know where Kriyashma is. Okay. So Rebbe says an amazing thing. That which is written inside, meaning in the Maimur that we just learned. Yesh Lamer. Shibazemramez, by virtue of the fact that the Alter Rebbe says, Why did Meshu Rabbeinu Oliver Shalom in Mishnah Torah command them? Shibazemramez Shakayach al Zakiris and Messiris Nefeshimi Mesha. That the Kayach to do this, Dafka comes from Mesha. That's why it says Meshatsiva, not Nitztave. It says specifically Mesha commanded, not they were commanded. Aye, okay, but what about Mishnah Torah? Why does it have to say that? You know it's a Mishnah Torah. And to explain this even more, Mesif B'Mishnah Torah. Dafka B'Mishnah Torah. Why? What's different about Mishnah Torah? Mishnah Torah Amar Mesha. Because Mishnah Torah, as Mesha said, Leirak B'Tar Shaliach. He didn't say that simply as the shalich of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that the Shechina is speaking within his throat. But other Rabbi Mesha said that it's Mesha himself. They skip the brackets, it says where it is, Megillah and Rashi there. It's part of Mesha himself. Mesha himself is giving the Yidin the Koyach. And that's why it says Mesha did it, and it's Dafka in Mishnah Torah, where Mesha is saying what Mesha is saying, not as simply repeating what the Ebishter said. Mesha himself, as Mesha Rabbeinu, the leader of the Jewish people, is giving the Jewish people Koyach for the Aved of Mysterious Nefesh that they're going to have to do in their performance of Torah Mitzvahs. And that's why the Altar Rebbe says Mesha. It's Siva, Meshur, Rabbeinu, Oliver, Sholem, Bim, Mishnah, Torah. It doesn't simply say they were commanded. Now, the Rebbe doesn't mention here, but in, in Sicha, the Rebbe mentions another interesting aspect of this whole story. They weren't commanded Kriyashma in the 40th year. Meaning, were they saying Kriyashma for the... Bechlal, there's an interesting question about the tefillin, right? The first two parshas of tefillin are in Shmei Suyad Beis, but the last two parshas of Torah are Shema Vayim Shemaya, which is in Devarim. So what they didn't do for 40 years? Not wear tefillin, they wore tefillin with two parshas in them, what were they doing? Okay, but there's an absolute Raya Bruda, there's a completely clear proof that the Jews throughout the 40 years in the desert knew about Kriyashma. Do you remember that? Remember what that is? What's the absolute proof that the Jews throughout the 40 years in the desert, even before Parshas Veschonen and before Parshas Eken, that the Jews knew about Shema Yisrael and Vahayim Shemayim? Now, I assume that also means they were probably saying it. And that means it could have been written in their tefillah. 
Where else was it written, evidently? Where else is it written? Where do we write those two parshas? In Tefillin, where else? Shema v'ahim shemei. Mezuzah. In a mezuzah. That's all that's written in a mezuzah. There's nothing else in a mezuzah. Shema v'ahim shemei. That's what's in a mezuzah. Right, okay. Sefer b'midbar. Up until Parshas Chukas, we're talking the second year in the desert. What's the Parsha before Parshas Chukas? It to be annoying, but these are things we, if we don't know them, we have to learn them. The only way you learn them is to be annoyed and go, and then someone tells you, or you look it up. What's the Parsha? It has the same amount of letters and shares two letters. Parshas Kairach. There's the Ches and the Kuf, it's the Resh and the Tuf are different. Parshas Kairach. What did Kairach, Kairach was not so happy with Moshe Rabbeinu. What was one of Kairach's questions to Moshe Rabbeinu in order to, so to speak, show him up? He, he, he said, who are you to... Uh... Yeah, then he started asking halachic questions. One of the questions was, Tzitzis that are kulei tcheilis, a beggar that's kulei tcheilis, there's a neat tzitzis. Right? Because tzitzis are tcheilis. So if you have a beggar that's tcheilis, you have to put tzitzis on the beggar. I mean, maybe not. Okay, that was one of his questions. He had another very famous question. Ooh, we have to learn Rashi and Chumash really well this year. Bias mole svarim. A house full of holy books. Does it need a mezuzah? That's what Kerach asked. That's a funny question, right? Why is that a funny question? When did those two parshas show up in the Torah? Kerach is the second year in the desert. He's right after the Meraglim. The Meraglim came back on Tishabav in the year 2449. Kerach is right after that. Because what did the Meraglim teach? The Meraglim taught that it's all about mitzvahs. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, right? It's, 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 it's all about mitzvahs, Maisius, in Elam Hazar Gashmi. Right? That's, you're supposed to talk a B in Eretz Israel, doing mitzvahs. So, the, so based on that, what did Karak say? Well, if that's the case, then we're all the same. We're all the mitzvahs. If you're telling me that Torah is all about Chochmah, so then Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron are clearly on a higher level than everybody else. But if you're telling me the Torah is all about mitzvahs, mitzvahs, going into Eretz Yisrael and standing behind a cow and planting and giving trumas and mitzvahs, so then we're all the same. So why are, Lama, why are you holding yourselves up as greater than everybody else? Oh, okay. And one of his kvetches, the measure was a bias mullet. So this was right after Meraglim, which is in this, that means this is happening in somewhere, somewhere around late summer, fall, you know, is it before Tishrei, after Tishrei, I don't know, meaning Mustam, everybody was busy, they all went to the Rebbe for Tishrei, so it probably happened after Tishrei, I don't know, but what they, Elul, they were doing tshuva for the Meraglim, right? They did, Meraglim was Tishabov. That's why there's Tishabov today. What did the Kaddish Baruch say to us, right? You're crying for nothing, I'll give you what to cry about. You were crying, and Tishabov, woo, we're going to go to Tishabov, woo. David said, you cry, this is a bechia shel chinam, I'll give you a reason to cry. And he gave us a couple of reasons to cry on Tisha B'av. Okay. Not okay, but that's what it is. So then what? Right after that, sometime after that, the next month, two months, whatever, 
Kerek shows up and starts in with his nonsense. And what does he say? Second year in the desert. Bias Mole Svarim Sarak Mazuza? Ha ha. So obviously, what did they have in the second year in the desert? That a mezuzah. What was written in it? Shema, Vayim Shema. Oh. So Mesha didn't command this to the Jewish people in terms of the command of Kriyashma. Mesha is simply reminding the Jewish people of the need to be in a state of Messiris Nefesh, and, and Kriyashma is the expression of that Messiris Nefesh. So he's tziva that you should say it twice a day, but they're already saying it twice a day, but Mesha is refreshing their memory, but the, the ikr of that is not to teach them the mitzvah itself, but to, to, to give them the kayak, the rabbi says, the nasinas kayak, to perform the mitzvah of Messiris Nefesh, perform all mitzvahs with Messiris Nefesh. Because Mestama, that, that's the, the rabbi talks about that in, in, a, in a sikh. The rabbi doesn't mention that here. Here, the rabbi just talks about the nasinas kayak for mitzvahs. And he's medayak in the lushan of the altar rabbi. In the sikh, the rabbi talks about the palpinigla, why it has to be that they had a mezuzah, that they had, that the Krishna was around. Krishna had to be around. They had a mezuzah. Kerach says, Bias Malay Svarim Sarak Mezuzah. I guess they had a mezuzah. In the year 2449, there must have been mezuzahs. What was written in it? Well, I assume Shema Vayim Shemaya. What else are you going to write in it? Right? They would write TBD, you know. Two little things there TBD. To be determined. Who are the Mets going to play in the second round of the playoffs? TBD, right? It's to be the tournament. No one knows yet. Right? Okay. We know the Mets will be there, right, Doc? But where the other team is TBD. So that's what it said in the in the, in the, in the mezuzahs. TBD. Didn't say anything about the Mets. In the first part or the second part. Just said TBD. No. The Shmavayim Shmeyer was there. Oh, amazing. So Meisha is simply giving us the Kayach to do it. So this is a, another point in Tanya where the Rebbe talks about the fact that the service of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is well nigh impossible if not for a connection to Meshus than a Sinus Kayach for that service. Velochen. We'll stop at the end of this line simply because we're so small here. I mean, you know, how far behind is everybody else going to be? Right? I mean, I don't think we're interested in punishing people for being low lives. But, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. Well, it is a hard day. I mean, you know, the, the, the two previous days have probably been rather uh, full of energy. Since Meisha commanded the generation that entered into Eretz Yisrael to say, each uh, twice a day to accept upon themselves to remember forever okay so we'll stop there and we'll pick up tomorrow morning and hopefully uh, people will have recovered you know, I guess, you know, they, they say the joke they say about uh, the... Uh,